welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome. It is. <laughs> welcome back to another edition of The Wave, the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. It is indeed. How are you, Adam? I'm very good, thank you. Yourself? Very good. Yeah, been up to much? Um, I haven't been up to much. Oh, I have my date. Oh, of course. How did the date go? <laughs> yeah, it went well. Excellent. You having a second? I, yeah, again. I think it might be on the cards, yeah. <laughs> Good. So, um, yeah, I, I the movie screening, private movie screening. Went well? Uh, an evening with myself. <laughs> yeah, it did go quite well. What was the movie? Uh, I selected, in the end, I went with Jojo Rabbit. Oh, awesome. What a great film. I love Jojo Rabbit. Uh, you know, Had you I, seen it before? No. Neither no, 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 no. Oh, it had been on the list for ages. Uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it's it. It's good fun, isn't it? Yeah, I thought, what's what's going to be like funny and also impactful? But you thought, picked exactly the right movie. We'll go with that one. Um, yeah, it went well. The Q&A session was okay. And Did you know the answers to all the cues? Uh, I aid the cues. Excellent. And yeah, uh, I gave the, the movie a little introduction. And then I did, I've got to say, I did pilfer a bottom of the stream game. Oh, did you? What did yeah, you pilfer? I, I, I did the old... Uh, Either or questions. Nice. Did a set of those, uh, and then yeah, did you learn I, things. Yeah, a couple of things. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, I took some selfies at the end, which I think Aww. the attendee was delighted <laughs> with. Uh, Excellent, you old romantic, you. So yeah, the first evening with went quite well. Excellent. Will there be a second? Possibly. Yeah. Surely it's her turn to date you next. Yeah. No, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll keep you posted. And then, I'll tell you what else happened to me this week. Go on. Which was really weird. Right. I was in a supermarket. This is a price, surprise. surprise. <laughs> you seem to live in them. And uh, getting some supplies. And I was wandering down the bakery aisle. Okay. And a man stopped me. And he was... He was an old... I would say he was an old man. Okay. But he wasn't like... I think he had mobility issues would be the thing to say. Maybe not as old as he looked, but yes. moved difficultly. Yes. And basically, he wanted a seeded loaf okay. from the bottom shelf. Good choice. Now, the bottom shelf was pretty, like, I don't know, Just five centimetres. Off. It's the width of a shelf off the floor. And he's like, I can't get down there. Can you? I've seen a, a Warburton's loaf. Can you <laughs> get it for me? I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. I went down to get it. And I was like... No, that's not down here. Oh, <laughs> I was like, uh, no, there's that. There's none down here. They're just they're all wholemeal or whatever, and they weren't even the same brand. And he's like, no, there was definitely one there. And I was like, right, no, there isn't. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 there's a seeded loaf. I've seen it. And at this point, I'm looking around again. Am I on camera? <laughs> You're being pranked. I was like, okay, I'll have a look again. And I even moved some out of the way. I was like, there's definitely not what you're asking for isn't here. And I stood up and I was like, I'll look behind, like further down the shelf. I was yeah. like, no, I can't see any because it's Brexit. There's nothing on the shelf. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then another guy turns up and he's like, what are you after, mate? So this guy tells him and he has a look as well. He's like, no, I can't see one. He's like, no, I definitely saw one. And, I, and then he's like, oh, I look myself. So he like really difficultly like crouches <laughs> onto all fours. Basically. It was, and he's all the time he's going, Oh, last time I did this, I couldn't get up. You know, I can't move very well. What? And he goes, he looks and he goes, it felt like it took him five minutes to get down on his haunches. On his hands and knees by this, by the time he's got all the way down to this bottom shelf. And he goes, yeah, you're right. 
Not on air. What? And I'm like, what? You asked me for help. And this other guy, we just exchanged looks and we were like, what? Is, what? Why? Why? Oh, people are Why don't you insane. just believe? I'm not trying to wind you up here, dude. What, what is it in my interest to tell you there's not something there? Yeah, there why, would you, why would you lie to him? I'd love it if you're like, oh, there's one. And then put your own out, And I was like, I'm so stressed now. <laughs> I was just, here I was, just minding my own business. And I walked away. I was like, oh, stressed. Oh, I would like to say I'm surprised, but I know exactly what supermarket you're in. And for the clientele in there, I'm not surprised in the slightest. I tend to go shopping on a Saturday night now because there's nobody in there. It's yeah. great. I'm so old, but it's great. <laughs> I don't have to talk to anybody. People are so weird. People are so weird. I, I, just, I just don't want to be terrible because I'm like, he, you know. He yeah. Was, but it's, I was like, no. I'd love it if you'd have found one and then just put it in your own trolley and walked yeah. off. That would have been so funny. <laughs> oh, do you mean this one? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. What I thought, where the thought this story was going, I thought you were going to say, I bent down to pick it up and my back went and I couldn't <laughs> get back up or something. <laughs> I, I was done you, It turns well. out you're the old man with the mobility <laughs> issue. <laughs> so that was odd. How about you? What's a weird story? I haven't got anything weird like that at all. But like I say, I don't really go out in public ever. <laughs> for that very reason. Um, no, I'm all right. I've uh, been doing some DIY around the house. Lovely. Uh, printing some cool stuff out on my new 3D printer. Yeah, you're getting quite adventurous. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's just a massive wang. <laughs> printing out. That's next. <laughs> I've got to get the right sort of filament for that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it, really. I've got a question for you. Brilliant. It's question of the week. Fantastic. I read it earlier today. I've not really given it any thought myself, but I, will, uh, I thought we'd do it. It's a would you rather. Would you rather get five pence for every time you breathed? Okay. Or 25 pence for every step that you took? Uh, <laughs> I can't choose day by day. No. Well, you're always breathing. How yeah, many exactly. times do you breathe a day? Much more times than you step. But is it it's five, five times, times the amount. Now? Exactly. I think both are a good deal. I think you're right. I think both are a good deal. But there will be some days where... I tried not to make it too often, but there are some days where I will walk to my clothes area yeah. to put my clothes on. <laughs> the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> walk downstairs. Yeah. And then never walk again. Go well. I was thinking, walk <laughs> to the car. Yeah. Drive to the office. That's no steps. Yeah. Or drive out to where whichever site. Sit at the desk for many hours. Then drive home and go to bed. Pretty much. That, all the time I, you're I breathing. All the time you're doing that, you're breathing. Yeah. But there's some days I do ten thousand steps, which is two thousand pounds. Yeah. If my maths is no two and a half. Thousand two and a half thousand. Yeah. And that's what you should do every day. Would it incentivize you to do that every 100%. day? Hundred percent. I would. W- I would get a treadmill desk. <laughs> I it think, would pay for itself. I think it would make. I think it would make you fitter to take the step. You might get less money, but you'd be fitter. Just living longer. Just living longer. <laughs> just making. How many breaths do you think step? you take a day? I don't know. We could Google it. So let's Google a sting. it. I'll cut this out, but I'll Google it. How many? <laughs> breaths per day i love that i just googled it before it just went over your head Twenty thousand. so it's not that many Twenty thousand breaths okay so it's only double the amount of steps if you're doing ten thousand steps seven and a half million a year okay that's interesting what's that times five pennies get your calculator out <laughs> Twenty thousand breaths doesn't seem that many 
I think the steps one is more lucrative here. I can't do the math. <laughs> I think it's about 3.7 million. So if you're only doing 20,000 breaths for five pence each, or 10,000 steps at 25 pence each, steps is more, it can, makes more economical sense. Yeah. Bigger, but you'd have to take 10,000 steps every day. You, well, I mean, you'd be even happy. But, you, but you're incentivized to do that. Yeah, of course you are, yeah. Because. Every I'm step. not gonna never not breathe. I would always. I'd feel guilty about over. sitting down. If I was getting 25 people at every step, I'd be like, "Why am I not stepping?" <laughs> we going steps. Steps. I think steps is the right answer. Yeah. And you'll be healthier. Yeah, true. True. You're just not earning anything while you're asleep, whereas with breathing, you're earning while you're sleeping. True. Well, I don't earn anything while I'm asleep now, so that's also true. All of our phones just went off at the same time. <laughs> don't know what happened. Right. Good answer. Well done. Shall we do some Netflix news? We've got quite a bit to get through this week. Uh, yeah, we have. And do you know what? The first bit of news is something that has just broken this very afternoon. Yes. Because here we are. The traditional 1st of February yep. is apparently when Netflix releases their sort of look ahead to 2024. <laughs> yeah, you'd think they'd do it in December, wouldn't D- you? Despite as being, you know, a One twelfth, twelfth of, of the, the way, way through. in. But I know when have Netflix ever uh, done anything that makes sense? <laughs> so what they've done, so as as we have seen the last few years, we've got a, a trailer which is a spliced together of first looks at a lot of different movies and TV shows that are coming this year. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, there's, there's no more than but I don't know ten seconds of Eddie Murphy and the new Beverly Hills yeah. Cop and, and 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 other things like that. But what they've also done on uh, Tudum is is sort of created a bit of an interactive scrolly thing yeah where it's, it's you just c- a website you can you can you can tab by movies shows and events and all in one place you can you can do your reading on what what netflix is coming right at the top of this website where they've got scroll for more in that sort of rolling text that's very sort of geo i was just gonna it? say the same thing i was waiting <laughs> to interrupt you to say the same thing it felt like when you used to build websites in the late 90s early 2000s it's like when you used to have like a man with an under construction <laughs> hammer and stuff and a hit counter. It feels like that, but it doesn't do anything. I <laughs> thought it was going to scroll on it and it auto scroll. No, it doesn't. It's just a gift. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not even on the on the level of some of these. I know some of like the BBC or the Guardian, some of the yeah. the be- decent budgeted news sites have started doing like interactive articles that yeah. will come up with. You'd scroll past and, a photo and it'd break open yeah, to the titles. None of that. None of that is. So it's like somebody's built this on a GeoCities website. I was going to say the same thing. Probably Ted Sarandos did it himself. Probably. Uh, so we always go through everything. I would just say go and check it out if you are interested because there is a, an absolute ton on here. Yeah. Uh, and also check the trailer out because, like I said, it's the first look at some it's of good. this There's stuff. a nice good reveal at the end. There is. And we'll start with movies. So some of these have specific dates attached to them. Some of them, like this first one, just say 2024. Okay. Uh, the first one uh, is Atlas. That's the new JLo. It is stars Jennifer Lopez and Simu Liu. I like Simu. Directed Liu. by Brad Payton. Uh, Atlas Shepard is a brilliant but misanthropic data analyst with a deep distrust of artificial intelligence. She joins a mission to capture a renegade robot with whom she shares a mysterious past. When plans go awry, her only hope of saving the future of humanity from AI is to trust it. Oh, can I ask you a question? Sure. What's misanthropic mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you said it as if you knew what it meant, so I assumed you did. 
Uh, I think it's someone who's a bit of trouble. Okay. Doesn't play by the rules. I'll take that. Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure I am. Uh, also coming in 2024 is Back in Action. You may remember this as being the movie which has brought Cameron Diaz out of retirement. I do remember reading about this, speaking about this. She stars with Jamie Foxx, Kyle Chandler, Glenn Close and Andrew Scott in this. And Jamie Dimitri. Uh, years after giving up life as a CIA spy to start a family, Emily and Matt find themselves dragged back into the world of espionage. I feel like I've seen that movie very a lot. Definitely. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, July the 3rd is the release date of Beverly Hills Cop Axel F. Nice. Starring Eddie Murphy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Judge Reinhold. Judge? Where have they dug Judge Reinhold up from? The previous Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> movies. So I often I think about Judge Reinhold more than most 80s actors, I think. <laughs> Do you? Occasionally I just think, I wonder whatever happened to Judge I Reinhold. Just, I just love... Because in everything you, in the 80s. I just have this image of you sitting on your sofa on a quiet night. Nothing on. Like, TV's off. <laughs> just thinking about Maybe just the lamp on. Just like, I'm just going to... That happens. Breath, that has happened. Meditating on the fate you of know Judge Reinhold. The, the thing about the Roman Empire went around a while back. Yeah. Did you read about this? Yes, where yeah. Men think about the Roman Empire more than people yeah. realise. I think Judge Reinhold's my Roman Empire. <laughs> I'm, sure lo- I'm sure he'd love to hear that. That might convince me to watch that film. <laughs> even though I detest Eddie Murphy. Also coming in 2024 is Carry On, which stars not one of those movies. <laughs> not a British sex comedy. Damn uh, it. it is uh, a movie starring Taron Egerton, Jason Bateman. Uh, a young TSA agent fights to outsmart a mysterious traveller who blackmails in into letting a dangerous package slip onto a Christmas Eve flight. Ooh. Do you think somewhere in the studio there was a conversation about calling that movie Carry On? But because of the Carry On movies, I don't know. Because I mean, I don't know if that's something that is just so British it wouldn't have even. Taron Egerton's British. Well, true. So he might have gone. Really, we're calling it Carry On. (laughs) Carry on up the plane or something. Carry on. Do you call it's? Technically, be called hand luggage in this country. Yeah, I was going to say we don't (laughs) call it Carry On, do we? In this country, probably for that exact reason. Yeah, Mm. maybe. Maybe I maybe. think some maybe studio executives at least had one conversation about calling it that. Uh, March the 8th is Damsel, uh, which is Millie Bobby Brown, Old Stranger Things versus <laughs> Dragons. It is indeed. There's a heck of a cast for this one. Yeah, it also stars Ray Winston, uh, Nick Robinson, Angela Bassett and Robin Wright. I think that'll do well. She's a good draw, Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, Richard Linklater, his next movie, Hitman, is arriving on Netflix on June the 7th. I think we remembered, we uh, mentioned this being purchased from Sundance Film Festival by Netflix. We did. Uh, Inspired by a true story, a straight-laced professor discovered he has a hidden talent as a fake hitman. He meets his match in a client who steals his heart and ignites a powder keg of deception, delight and mixed-up identities. April the 19th, I know this is a big date in your diary, Rebel Moon Part 2, The Scar Giver. Terrible name. Every time I see that, I think it's a scare giver. I do as well. <laughs> and then for some reason I think of a scarecrow. We don't need to talk more about Rebel Moon. Nope. Uh, 
Later in 2024 comes 6888, which tells the inspiring true story of the brave women of the first and only Women's Army Corps unit of colour to be stationed overseas during World War II, uh, directed by Tyler Perry. Wow. I won't do too many more, but I really want to (laughs) go through the cast of this movie, which arrives on May the 3rd. It is unfrosted. The Pop-Tart Story. Of course it is. Uh, The synopsis reads, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn serial rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast. A tale of ambition, betrayal, sugar, and menacing milkman. Unfrosted, stars Jerry Seinfeld, who also makes his directorial Debut. I remember when this was announced. We we talked about it quite a bit on the show. Back Seinfeld's then. a guy with a lot of friends. He is. Some of them are in this movie because the cast is insane for this. Jerry Seinfeld, Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Amy Schumer, Hugh Grant, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Bill Burr, Dan Levy, James Marsden, Jack McBrayer, Tom Lennon, Bobby Monaghan, Adrian Martinez, Sarah Cooper and Fred Armisen. I think that's the first time you've ever read me a cast list where I've known who every single one of those people is. <laughs> It's crazy. It's a heck of a cast. Uh, summer, big summer uh, blockbuster for Netflix with a confirmed release date. August the 16th is The Union. It's Mark Wahlberg, Halle Berry, uh, and Adewale Akinyu Agbajabi. <laughs> yeah. I've not said his name for a long time. No. Used to be in Lost. Yeah, he did. Uh, also, J.K. Simmons. Uh, Mark uh, Wahlberg plays Mike, a down-to-earth construction worker from Jersey, who is quickly thrust into the world of super spies and secret agents when his high school sweetheart, Roxanne, recruits him on a high-stakes US intelligence mission. Did you just read that synopsis about the Cameron Diaz one? Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see if this Netflix Halle Berry movie gets released. <laughs> yeah. We've got another scrolling gif going across the page now. <laughs> uh do you want me to do another one? Yeah, keep going. Okay, A Family Affair later this year, uh, starring Nicole Kidman, Zac Efron, Joey King, and Kathy Bates. A surprising romance kicks off comic consequences for a young woman uh, when her mother and her movie star boss uh, and her face the complications of love, sex, and identity. Nice. Um, yeah. Cool. Quite a lot coming. Yeah, and, and that is just... That's just movies. Yeah, we've not even got to TV shows. Uh, we can we can do a few TV shows. Yep, I'm getting there. Because we we want to talk about one in particular, I'm sure. Uh, good griefs on this list. That's already out. Yeah. That's cheating. Yeah. And The Greatest Night in Pop. That's already out. Uh, so in terms of the TV show list, Three Body Problem we know about. Can't wait about for that. Looking forward to that. Uh, American Primeval, uh, an adventurous exploration of the birth of the American West. Starring Taylor Kitsch, Betty Gilpin, and Dane DeHaan. Cool name. Uh, later this month is obviously Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yep. Uh, Black Doves later this year. We've talked about on this show before. That's the kind of spy thriller starring Kira Knightley, uh, Ben Whishaw, and Sarah Lancashire. Bridgerton Season 3 has been confirmed to be released in two parts. Part 1 on May the 16th, part 2 on June the 13th. Cobra Kai season six does not have a confirmed date yet. Cobra Kai is already late. It usually yes. comes in the new. It comes first thing in the new year. Uh, the Diplomat season two returns 
as does Emily in Paris season four. And I've got a cracking news story about oh, Emily in Paris. I think I read it earlier. That is a cracking news story. Coming up in a second. Um, yeah. Love is Blind, The Night Agent Returns, Netflix's most watched movie of last uh, series of last year. Yeah. Out of Banks, Banks season four. Uh, Senna, the um, dramatic retelling of Earth and Senna's life. And later in this year, now, now confirmed, as was hinted at last week uh, in the episode in which you said, this definitely won't happen this year. <laughs> I did say that. Uh, is the return of Squid Game. I can't believe this is coming this year. And if you watch the Netflix coming soon trailer, you will see about nine seconds of Squid yeah. Game. It's a great reveal at the end of the trailer, though. It's built up all the way to it. Yeah. Excellent. Sweet Tooth season three? Fine. That's the end of Sweet Tooth. <laughs> end of your Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Many, many more. There's a couple of uh, uh, sporting events coming, or one sporting event that we weren't aware of as well. Yeah, March the 3rd will be the Netflix Slam, uh, which for all intents and purposes sounds like an exhibition tennis match. Yeah. Uh, in which Rafael Nadal will fight uh, <laughs> Carlos Alcaraz in a special one-night tennis exhibition match. I wonder, because they did all the Netflix-themed golf stuff. I yeah. wonder if the Netflix-themed tennis stuff is coming. It feels like tennis is like a a sensible property for Netflix to go after because tennis, I don't even, I think the tennis season is pretty much 10 months out of 12. Yeah, I think it is. And th- there's so many tennis events that go on. Yeah. Th- there's got to be stuff that's up for grabs reasonably cheaply, you would have thought. Yeah, you would think so. I'd, I'd like to think that they Netflix that all over it. I don't know how you do it, but like brand Netflix all over that. <laughs> yeah, like they sure. did with the golf thing. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, every time the ball hits the floor, it goes to doom. That'd be great. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. So yeah, it's going to be a big year for Netflix. There's a lot of stuff coming. It feels like the end, a lot of stuff's ending this year as well. Okay. We've got like Bridgerton's coming to an end, I think. Cobra Kai. I don't think so. Bridgerton's not. I don't think so. Cobra Kai is. Yeah. Outer Banks is. Yeah. Umbrella Academy is. Yeah. Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth is. There's lots of endings coming. So it's like, it feels like a bit of a refresh going into next year. Which is going to be a huge year for Netflix next year. Good. Yeah. Go and, go and have a look at that stuff. There's loads of stuff that we've not mentioned. Let's talk about Emily in Paris then. Let's do it. So this is a fun story. Season four of this show has already started filming in in Paris, obviously, and yep. it has been spotted that at various filming locations, uh, locals seem to have uh, graffitied various quite unfriendly messages protesting against the Netflix show. It appears Parisians do not enjoy Emily in Paris. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and to be fair, this series has had quite a bit of criticism for sort of stereotyping the French. Uh, Pictures include a shoe shop which had been smeared with the words Emily fuck off (laughs) and South Paris is not yours. (laughs) Similar graffiti has been written around all uh, a lot of other locations in a particular square including a water fountain and cafe shutters emblazoned with the words Emily not welcome. And another piece of graffiti calls the show's protagonist a shit. (laughs) 
Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, the uh, the anti-Emily graffiti has vastly become part of the tourist tour. Oh, wow. For Emily and Harris. Um, one local said, we are now an ultra touristy, di- touristy district. We used to just be a small square preserved from tourism. Yeah. Yeah, not not a fan. The Parisians <laughs> do not like Emily in Paris. Good on them. Yeah. Who should, I pro- More of that sort of thing. Yeah. Down with this sort of thing. <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> What's next? Uh, next is news that, although he doesn't like to talk about his charity work, <laughs> uh, various outlets are reporting that Reed Hastings, co-founder and executive chairman of Netflix, has donated two million shares in the company Wow! to the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. What is that? Uh, it is... Uh, a charitable foundation that works to bridge critical gaps and divisions to deliver strategies that reduce systematic inequalities in the Bay Area. That's just rip words. <laughs> um, essentially, they, they give out grants to local um, charities and groups and oh, yeah. the okay. various things. Two, good cause, two billion shares is currently... Two million shares. Two million shares is currently worth... billion. Wow. That's a lot of dollars. 40% of his stock holdings. Wow. He's donated to this... uh, Good for him. Foundation. So, there you go. What a read. He doesn't like to talk about it. So... I talk about it if I just give a million (laughs) dollars away. Yeah, fine. Fine. Also this week, Netflix has... Uh, revealed and indeed released five short documentaries that have been created via its Documentary Talent Fund in the UK. Okay. Uh, I think the, we've spoke about that briefly before. I think we have. The filmmakers, if if this acts as a reminder, uh, all hail from the UK and Ireland, were each given £30,000 to create a short documentary based around the theme of connection. Uh, they premiered at a screening this week in London and are now available to watch on Netflix's YouTube channel. Why are they on Netflix's YouTube channel, please? I do not know. Netflix are a video streaming service. Have Why they got, are they using another one? Have Netflix got a, uh, <laughs> I'm so a streaming confused. option? <laughs> yeah, because it's not like there's not a million short films on, Netf- on no. actual Netflix. <laughs> it's like YouTube hosting videos on Netflix. This <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> Some of these sound very interesting. Okay. Uh, so uh, the documentaries uh, in question are Iranian Yellow Pages by the fantastically named Anna Snowball. Okay, brilliant name. Uh, and Abolfazi Taluni. Right. Uh, the synopsis is, trying to make his new life in London a success, Razor places an advert in an eccentric newspaper and discovers the Iranian community that is hidden in plain site okay. two mothers uh, an unusual bond compa- compels an irish mother to travel to war-torn ukraine in order to bring her former surrogate and her family to safety that'd be hard hitting 
Turn Up the Bass is the inspirational story of Troy Lee, a deaf DJ, founder of Deaf Rave and pioneer of the UK's deaf music scene. Troy and his team of deaf producers, DJs, MCs, sign singers and dancers will turn up the bass as they celebrate 20 years of deaf raving. That'll be interesting. Sperm Donors Wanted is a film that follows a transgender performance artist as he interviews hundreds of potential sperm donors live on stage in a quest to find the ultimate connection, one that will enable him and his partner to start their family. Interesting. That's a great idea for your stand-up tour. Yeah. Take that to Edinburgh. Blackstroke. Uh, The synopsis being, drowning isn't an option as three people tackle their biggest fear so apparently this uh, is a documentary about i had no idea about this there's a, a relatively a very high percentage of black people who do not know how to swim oh really yeah whether that's because of access to facilities or but, i did not know that either. yeah I, um, i'm going to watch all five of those they are available now on youtube <laughs> not on netflix not on netflix they're all, they've all got branded netflix posters yep Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 They just, for some reason, are not on Netflix. <laughs> uh, anyone watches any of those, let us know. Okay. Last piece of... Well, it's not... I guess it is Netflix news. It's bizarre news. I, I actually I suppose it's not technically Netflix news. We've watched this movie on Netflix. We have. We watched this movie on this show. We have. Uh, in this country, uh, Oscar-winning movie, Another Round, Danish movie. Yes, was a wild card a few seasons ago on our show. It was. It and did not do well. We say fairly, not fairly often, a few times at least, we've said, oh, I could see Hollywood remaking this movie. Yes. We definitely didn't say it about this movie. No. <laughs> but guess what's happening? Chris Rock is aboard to <laughs> direct uh, the English language version of Another Round. Uh it's about drunk teachers, isn't it? And yeah. People, they're like, they they start off trying to get drunk enough to function in life. Yeah, yeah. But so one of them's got of a philosoph- philosophical theory that you should always be a little bit drunk. Yeah. Because humans are born with a small amount of alcohol. And, yeah. And they, they push the limits farther and farther, don't they? Yeah, until it gets ridiculous. And, and it's... Chris Rock? Chris Rock is making the remake. When you sent this message to me the other day, it blew my mind. I was. I almost did a spit take. <laughs> it, is, it is a Netflix theme story because Chris Rock's picture here has got Netflix logo in the background. Um. Yeah. Sure. Oh, it, I mean, it boggles my mind. Is it going to be serious? As much as we didn't like it, this film's an Oscar-winning film. Yeah. That is now getting remade for the American audience. Yeah. Why not just watch the Oscar-winning <laughs> version? I don't know. And there's lots of other stuff that you could remake that didn't win Oscars. Yeah. It's utterly bizarre, this one, to me. Yeah, it's so And weird. I can't get out of my... Since I've read this story, I can't get out of my head that it will just be grown-ups. Because he's just going to get his mates. So it'll be like yeah. David Spade, Adam Sandler, <laughs> yeah. Kevin James. And him. And then Chris Rock. Chris Rock will be the main... And then I'm like, that's just grown-ups. And they were awful. I surely don't get he's it. Like, surely he can't do that. We're definitely going to keep our eye on this because it makes no sense. Can to you imagine though? You got like Grown Ups One, Grown Ups Two, and then like the not serious to it. But yeah, we're gonna gonna get every, the gang back together for this Oscar bait film. Yeah. 
That'd be that'd be boring. Imagine if it won the Oscar for best film and the the re, the original had won Oscar for best international film. Yeah. And the remake wins the Oscar for best film, and it's still shit. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a crazy story. I also think they should call it another another round. I agree. I think that is a very good idea. <laughs> okay, let's move on to other movie news, uh, and it has been announced this week that Sony have won the bidding war. It's always a war, isn't it? It is a war. Never just a process. Uh, this one was, in fact, according to The Hollywood Reporter, a protracted bidding war uh, for the rights to 28 years later. Yeah. Uh, the sequel to 28 days later. And 28 weeks later. Exactly. Uh, and both Danny Boyle and Alex Garland are on board. Okay. They will write and direct, respectively. Cool. Um, and the deal also includes a part two. Okay. So this is so it's a two part that's not been written yet. That's not been written yet. You've got a you've got a okay. Flex it out to two parts, uh, which will also be written by Garland. I want uh, them to do twenty eight years later and twenty eight decades later. Sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> Um, although Boyle has only signed up for the first movie. Okay, with so the, the second one will just the be The part two right. to be uh, directed to be determined later. Okay. Killian uh, Murphy is also on board. Okay. But only as a producer at this stage. Right. Uh, That's where it, kind of, it all kind of started for him with that, didn't it? That was yeah. like his, his big break. It's pretty iconic, that imagery of him. Yeah. 28 Days Later is a Gathering great around an movie. empty London. Change, it regenerated zombie movies. Zombie movies were dead when 28 Days Later came out. There's no Walking Dead without that No, movie, there's not. Not at I all. I would say. No. Although, I would also say, I can't say I heard this news and was terribly excited. No, I'm not either. Because it feels like it's been too long. I just but don't know if it's zombie tiredness. We're zombie tired because of 28 Days Later, though, so... To self I know somebody who prophecy. was very excited when he heard the news. Okay. So people out there are excited. Sure. I, I will watch it. The 20, they're both really good movies, the first two. So. Yeah. And it's interesting because it can't, shouldn't really be a zombie movie 28 years after the no. zombie apocalypse. There wouldn't be any zombies left in theory. Yeah. So it should be a how we rebuilt the world after. The it should, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But whether it will be or not, I don't know. But we shall find out because it is coming. Okay. Busy boys, these two. Uh, Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan. Okay. Who are putting the finishing touches or getting ready to do the press rounds for uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Comes next month. For those are the two behind that. Have already lined up their next job. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and they are... Signed up for SNL 1975. Okay. Uh, a movie about the fraught preparation and first night of Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. So it's like the origin story. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Reitman will direct and Keenan uh, will write. Obviously, close to um, Jason Reitman's heart. Because yeah. his dad, Ivan, was part of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, absolutely. As was half the cast of Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Um, and come on board as part of the cast are Lamorne Morris. Nice. Dylan O'Brien. 
Corey Michael-Smith and Matt Wood. The official synopsis says, On October the 11th, 1975, a ferocious troop of young comedians and writers changed television forever. SNL 1975 is the true story of what happened behind the scenes that night in the moments leading up to the first broadcast of NBC's Saturday Night Live. It depicts the chaos and magic of a revolution that almost wasn't, counting down the minutes in real time to the infamous words. Live from New York, it's Saturday night. It feels like it's going to be a companion movie to that one that we watched a couple of seasons ago. It could be a sequel to... to what was it called? Uh, the... National, National Lampoon, Lampoon one. What was it called? Yeah. I cannot remember what it's called. That's really gone out. Uh, it, it was a really good movie. It was. It really had good a really movie. long title. I just can't remember. Um, Don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the same sort of time period, wasn't it? That could be really interesting. I didn't realise there was a story to that. So yeah. it'd be interesting to find out what the story is. Uh, just because... The world's a small place. Ella Hunt is also in the cast for that. Who, oh, okay. She has been on this show. She has. Before. Uh, yeah, SNL, the movie, is coming. Wicked. Okay, we plough on, therefore there is lots of news this week. Uh, Millie Alcock has landed the role of Supergirl in nice. James Gunn's DC Universe. Uh, you may know her if you have watched House of the Dragon. Uh, uh, she I played the young Rhaenyra Targaryen. Okay. Uh, I've also not watched that. Um, James Gunn himself said, Millie is a fantastically talented young actor and I am incredibly excited about her being part of the DCU. I first became aware of her in House of the Dragon, but I was blown away by her varied auditions and screen tests for Supergirl. Nice. Um, No word officially on where she will debut, i.e. will it be in the Superman legacy movie, which starts filming in a few weeks. Um, Seems about good timing though, doesn't it? I would have said so. Me too. Uh, There is a Supergirl movie on James Gunn's DC Universe list as well. Cool, okay. uh, Which I imagine she could move to fairly quickly. Good. Nice. Uh, More superhero heroine news. Another change in the ever-revolving door... (laughs) In the Thunderbolts movie, which this, really seems to have been affected by the writer's it, strike. More than anything and, else, and I actor think. strikes. Uh, because um, Io Edaberry, who you will know from The Bear and winning a lot of awards for The Bear yeah. in the last few weeks, uh, now has had to depart the Thunderbolts due to a scheduling clash. Okay. Uh, so joining Stephen Yun, who had to leave for the same reason. He did, a few weeks ago. But she has been replaced in an unspecified role. No. By someone else we've seen on this show before. Okay. Geraldine Viswanthan. Nice. Do you remember her I from do. the Eggplant movie? Yep. <laughs> the Package? The Package, that was it. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, she has joined the cast. Uh, I don't think I put this all together before, but uh, the movie has been directed by Jake Schreer, who was the uh, director behind Beef. Oh, right. Okay. On Netflix. Uh and also, the latest script for Thunderbolts uh, has been written by Lee Sung Jin, who also was the writer behind Beef. Oh, nice. If that makes you more interested. It in does a little bit, movie. I'm not going to lie. Good. We're nearly there. A couple of bits more news. Sweet. We talked, it seems like a long time ago, about the upcoming Michael Jackson biopic. Yes, we did. Which, uh, In which... 
Michael Jackson himself will be played by his real life nephew. Yes. Jafar. Yes. Jafar Jackson will be playing. I do remember this. Uh, the King of Pop. Well, fresh off his Oscar and multiple uh, award nominations, uh, Coleman Domingo has signed on to play Michael Jackson's father, Joe. Oh, okay. That's good casting. So yeah. He looks just like Joe Jackson in that picture. So. This, uh, as a reminder, is being directed by Antoine Fuqua. Uh, yeah. That'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting story. I should think I should say so. Uh, the director himself said Coleman has such an incredible range. Uh, he puts in the work to deeply inhabit his characters and understand their true essence and motivation. I'm grateful to be working with an actor with his passion and ability to portray the many sides of Joe Jackson, a husband, a father, and a manager. Uh, the movie is filming now and has a tentative release date for the 18th of April, 2025. Okay. Sweet. And finally. And finally. Someone who I think has kept a reasonably low profile for a few years. Yep. Duncan Jones. Oh, yeah. Also, we've done something on this show. Duncan Mute. Jones. Mute, indeed. Yeah. Uh, kept a bit of a low profile since I think he did the Warcraft movie. Uh, yes, I think so he did. It was the last thing he did. Uh, it had been known that he'd been working on Rogue Trooper, which is an adaptation of a 2000 AD comic. So it's the same stable as Judge Dredd. Yeah. Well, there's been a huge update on this movie this week. And what has surprised people is that this is going to be an animated movie. Oh, okay. Which had not been confirmed before. Uh, but uh, probably the reason why a load of updates come out is that it has been announced that it is officially uh, wrapped to the main portion of its production. Oh. We have also got a slew of cast announcements. So they've managed to make this film without anybody knowing about it. Uh, the cast is quite, quite impressive. Okay. Um, also, it's noted that uh, Duncan James used, it, used the Unreal Engine 5. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, to craft the animation for this movie. That's, that is interesting. Uh, Hayley Atwell and Jack Loudon okay. are both on board. Nice. Uh, so are Reese Shearsmith. That's a name I wasn't expecting you to say. Jermaine Clement, Matt Berry, Diane Morgan, Alice Lowe, Asa Butterfield, and Scene Bean. That's a heck of a cast. Yeah. Uh, Scene Bean. <laughs> Rogue Trooper follows a generic infantryman who ends up a, the vengeful sole survivor of an invasion force on New Earth in a war between the Noughts and the Southers. Wow. Now on a mission to find the traitorous general who sold him and his fellow troopers out, the super soldier is accompanied by three killed-in-action squad mates whose personalities have been stored in his gun, helmet, and rucksack. I, I think you've just done him a disservice there. Why? Because you called him generic infantryman, but the story actually says genetic infantryman. Oh, does it? Sorry. <laughs> I've, I've been talking too much. Um... I thought it meant as in just... Yeah, just a boring bloke. No, not boring, <laughs> as in like he was just a nameless... Like a stormtrooper. Yeah, like a yeah, exactly. No, he's genetic, whatever that means. <laughs> well, are we all genetic? Yep. <laughs> Unless that's a typo and he is generic, I don't know. Uh, Joe said, 2000 AD offers a very different flavour of comic action, political and brutal at times, but always with a Pythonesque twinkle in the eye. 
Dread was a taste of what 2000 AD has to offer, and now we get to show the world another side of this beast. It is a genuine privilege to be given the opportunity to make Rogue Trooper. Oh, there's some cool images underneath as well. Yeah. I, that excites me. Yeah, me too. I don't know anything about that property, no, but... I we don't even know if he's generic or genetic. He's one or the other. One or the Could other. Could be both, maybe. Who knows? Any more news? That's all the news. Good work. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've watched a few things. Go on. Let's finally, for the last time, mention Traitors. Oh, yes. Let's. Was it traitors. worth it? Yes. Oh, it was fantastic. What incredible television. I don't think we can... Can we say spoilers? Yeah. No. Do we need... I don't, I don't think, think we I, need I, to. I don't it's think I need there. to. It's out there. I, literally, Edge, last episode... Edge I of the like, seat. I jumped out off the sofa a few this is times. the best thing I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. on TV. Reality TV-wise, it's the best thing I've ever seen on TV. Better than most dramas I've watched for years. It was brilliant. It's so well-crafted. It's perfect. Like, I'd love to have a, a, be a fly on the wall. The producers, like, pulling the strings. At, like, like, oh, if this goes this way, we're going to... This could be brilliant. Yeah. And it was just... It couldn't have gone... For the producers, it couldn't have gone better. Yeah. It's exactly what they wanted to happen. It was beautiful TV, I thought. I thought I was worried about this season because reality TV going into a second season is always difficult because people know how to play the game. Yeah. People are in there just to get famous. But Traitors didn't have any of that. If anything, this season was better than the first series. And but you don't have to follow a format. Do you? Well, obviously, no. the format's same in, t- in terms of someone dies every night, someone gets banished. But in yeah. terms of what makes up that, you know, there's different... They give them different tasks. There's, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sort of... Ah, uh, snap games. It's all just there's think, so much you can do with I it. I think what really helps the trade as well is that there's no like general public involvement in it. There's no. nobody voting you out every no, night. It's it doesn't take matter them all away for three weeks. Film it. It was filmed in September, and, apparently. Yeah. It's literally it doesn't matter who you like and who you don't like. You can't influence it. You've yeah. just got to watch it as if it is a drama. Yeah, and it it's fantastic. It is so good. The Australian one is out now on BBC iPlayer as well, and the first series of that was really good. Okay, so I'm definitely going to go watch that at some point. Was it as good as the British one? I the first know. series was as good as the British one, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. They weren't as... Oh, though I always think the thing with the first series of the British one is everybody kind of got on and everybody was really friendly with each other. Yeah. Most of the point. way through yeah. to a point. Whereas in the Australian one, nobody gives a shit. It's just like they all hate each other. Much like they did in the second But then even in this series of the, the, the British traitors, they were all like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's you, it's you, and then yeah. it just got like everyone just slung, ever ended up slinging everyone's Anything. names around because yeah. no, none of them had a clue. It was a bad performance by the Faithfuls, but oh, what a show! Yeah, the Traitors is fantastic. I can't say any more than that. It's just great TV. So yeah, that that was just insane. Apparently, there's there's a show on Netflix called The Trust that's okay. just come out, and apparently that's a similar idea. Right, but apparently that's quite good. I've not okay. seen any of it. I probably won't watch any of it, but. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. But I was just so invested in this. Yeah, me too. I was all over it. That that episode that was totally dedicated to someone's funeral. Yeah. I was just like, this is... And they had to walk yeah. them to their funeral and, and everyone was kitted out like they were in My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I'll so tell you good. what as well. Claudia Winkleman deserves all the awards for it. I, I Honestly, so give her an acting award. A yeah. BAFTA nomination or something. It must be hard for her as well because she... She's in there with these people in this really intense environment and she knows what's going on. So any little thing on her face is going to give that yeah. away. And she, so she has to be really careful. I saw an interview her this time. week and she said, like, I really like them all as well. Yeah. It's like, it's genuinely, it's hard to see when they go. And it's like, I can imagine being in that room at the end. It must have been so tense. 
It must have been so tense. And for her not to have to give anything away yeah. on her face. It must be it must be a tough job for her. Yeah. But she's fantastic at it. Nobody could do better than her. No, she's brilliant. She is. So yeah, anyway, let's that. let's stop gushing about the traitors. I was I think for the next series of the traitors we should do a spin off podcast where we talk about each other. Yeah, fine. Night. Let's do I'm that. I'm up for that. <laughs> I'm up for that. Uh I've watched the most recent batch of episodes released, I think it's four or five episodes of Queer Eye. Okay, I didn't know there was any new Queer Eye. That's cool. I'm not exaggerating. Right. Cried in every single one. Oh really? Like there was one in particular which uh, they went to uh, meet a deaf uh, American football coach. Yeah. And he went to a deaf school and uh, his, his father was a football coach. Um, and it was just, it was, I, I literally cried the whole way through. So they okay. gave this guy the glow up. They kitted out all the, the locker rooms for the kids. And nice. They, yeah, at the end, they were all just... Everyone was crying. It was. It's just. It's just nice, wholesome content. Yeah, isn't it's it, it's doing something good. good. Yeah. And it's it's you know that there was a guy. Another episode there was a guy a huge Kiss fan, so his house was full of Kiss memorabilia. Nice. That's all he wore was Kiss T-shirts. His daughters had nominated him, saying, "Look, he's uh, a dad's in a rut. He's he just, he he doesn't go out. He's not really got any friends, but he's got his he cares for a, his brother, right? Who had been injured in a road traffic accident." And uh, is paralysed. Oh wow! And uh, so they were giving this guy some time to himself, and again gave him a makeover, redid the house, wow. bought all new equipment for his for his brother to help look out. And it was just like, oh, <laughs> it's, but it, it is, it's emotional yet it uplifting at the same time. Yeah. Um, Makes you feel good. It's a great show. Life. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then just for something stupid, uh, I've watched October Faction. I don't know what that is. It's like a a, it's about a couple who it's kind of like Men in Black, okay. but crossed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. So there's a couple that work for this government agency, and they have to go around killing demons that walk amongst us and right, vampires okay. and stuff. Where would I find this? On Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Ten I've episodes. Never heard of it. It's about four years old. Got right. cancelled after one season. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I've never heard of it. Then. <laughs> it was alright. Excellent. Yeah. You watch it all. Yeah. Wicked. It's one of those programs that's full of like, oh, I know you from, yeah, I don't know, Bones or <laughs> all these Sleepy Hollow, all these you know TV people. Dates gone by. Yeah, excellent. How about you? I haven't put it on this list, but I finished The Brother's Son. Oh yeah, which and was really good. I'd highly recommend that, that. Yeah, I'd highly recommend. If you like these like martial arts action movies, sure, it's a bit of a parody of them, but it's also got a really great story. Michelle Yeoh's great. The two main guys in it are great really good good check it out uh, as soon as that finished i started watching boy swallows universe yes have you heard of this yeah yeah it's yeah. everywhere on netflix well it's everywhere on my netflix at the minute so i thought i'd give it a go it's australian yes it follows two kids who are having a tough time of it at the minute their parents are getting good parents and step parents are getting into drugs uh-huh. and alcohol and they've got no money and it's all bad times and it's just how these two guys navigate their way through growing up during this tumultuous time for them and it's it's really wholesome. It's really good. The two main kids, they're both kids. They're only like 13 at that. But they're both brilliant in it. I'm re- I've only done five episodes. Mm-hmm. But one moment I was like, oh, wow, I can't believe that. They actually went somewhere that most shows don't go to. And I was okay. like, oh, I'm quite surprised they've done that. So, yeah, I would highly recommend that from what I've seen so far. Um, 
Quickly as well on Netflix, I noticed there's a short making of documentary of the Society of the Snow All right. that's appeared. It's in Spanish. It isn't dubbed, so you have to watch it subtitled. Uh, but it's really interesting how they how they film that show, that film. Cool. Because it's all about how they had to make like five different aeroplane fuselages that did yeah. different things and put them in different locations. And there were one was on a gimbal that could move around uh-huh. and one was buried in snow and one was in on location. And it was really interesting how they got filmed it all in different places but then tie it all together to make it look the same that's good because we always say netflix is just born more of that yeah it's like it felt like a dvd extra yeah next to the and it just appeared I, I can't remember what it's called now but it's got it's has got a special name but it's it's basically a spanish making of the yeah. and it shows you all the audition tapes for all the guys that are in it as well because they're mostly unknowns the people in that sure. show and then it shows them meeting their actual real life if their characters survive yeah. and they're meeting the people who were actually in the plane and it's really interesting for it's only on for half an hour but it was good Saturday night, I watched a film on Amazon Prime that was recommended to me by Ross Cook, even though he hadn't seen it. <laughs> he was just like, watch this, you'll probably enjoy it. And I did. It's called Totally Killer. We've talked about it. It's we the, have talked the about time it. travel slasher film. Yeah, basically. It's, yeah. yeah, it's the time travel slasher movie. It's fun. It's just a fun slasher movie. There's nothing, it's not pulling up any trees. There's nothing special about it, but I really enjoyed it. It felt like a very much a me movie. Yeah. Have you seen Final Girls? Yes. It's, it's that. Oh, okay. It's the same movie. Apparently, when the when the trailer was released of uh, Totally Killer, the director of Final Girls tweeted, haven't I made this one before? <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Um, and then most importantly this week, I've been to the cinema this week. Okay, I cool. went to watch an advanced screening of The Iron Claw. Oh, yeah, yeah. The new wrestling movie that's out sure. with Zac Efron in. Wow. And Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy Allen White, Zac Efron. There's loads of people in it. Yeah. It's, it's great. Was it good? Uh, yes, it's fantastic, but it's really, really tough. Yeah, it's a bleak story. It's that a one. really bleak story. The real story is much more tragic yeah. than the movie as well. They've had to cut some stuff out of it because it's too, too sad. Uh, but yeah, it tells the story of the Von Erich wrestling family through the late seventies, early eighties, going into the nineties briefly, and how they didn't survive the boom in wrestling and how horrible that story is. Yes, there's a lot of. Um tragedy in that family yeah and the, the number of brothers who did sadly did not make it Fr- out of uh, Fritz von Erich had six boys and yeah. one of them is alive today yeah. and it's it's a tough it's a really tough watch it goes to places you didn't expect it to go how's the acting Zac Efron has never been half as good as he is in it sure Zac Efron's brilliant in it um yeah and everybody's great in it it's 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 come out at a weird time because I feel like it's missed the Oscars I don't know if it intentionally did that, I don't know. I just, I just don't think it's had enough traction. It's because it, it was out. It's been out in America for a while. A couple of months ago in America. Yeah, so it would have Sorry. qualified in time, yeah, I, I assume. So, yeah. But I don't know how it hasn't got at least something because everybody's great in it. Yeah, everybody's great in it. But Zac Efron is fantastic. Everybody, even obviously, I know the guys. I know the story. I know what these guys look like. Everybody's body shape's right. <laughs> And that's what blew my mind. Because the Von Oaks have a very distinct Research, look, right? don't they? Yeah. And everybody's body shape just They're all muscles right. and mullets. They're, yeah, they are all muscles and mullets. But I don't know, just something about it was just great. But I will say, my one criticism of it, the guy who plays Ric Flair is terrible. Okay. I don't know who he is, but he's really bad. <laughs> Ric Flair's got a very distinct voice. Yeah, surely that's quite an easy... Didn't even attempt it. Really? Didn't. He's got a lisp. He's got a very southern drawl. This guy doesn't even attempt to do the voice. And I don't know, that must have been a decision that's been made in the okay. movie. But he looks like him. Just, he, does, he didn't even attempt it. And I don't, I don't understand the thinking behind it. But other than that, 
it's not. I think it's out. Is it out now? Is it out tomorrow? It's I out very it may, soon. Maybe this weekend. Yeah. Go and check it out. It's fantastic. If you even if you're not interested in wrestling, that story is insane, and needs to be told. And I think that's it. I think that's everything I've watched this week. Awesome. Shall we briefly talk about what we've got coming up on this week's movie show and then get out of here? I think uh, we've done it. We certainly can. We are back on this very feed on Thursday where we will be talking about hypnotic. We will indeed. Katie Seagal's back on the show. Yeah. She is. She's not the only one who's back on the show. She is not. More more on that coming up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hypnotic is uh what would you call it? A thriller? Yep. It's psychological thriller? Psychological thriller yeah. about hypnosis. Sure. And its evilness, its evil side. Felt kind of, I'm sure we'll go into this more on, on Thursday, it felt like a bit of a throwback in a sort of, this is the sort of movie that got made a lot in the 90s. Yes. Yeah. Starring yeah. like Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, absolutely. Or something like yeah. that. I'd agree with that. Uh, that doesn't necessarily feel like it gets made as much anymore. No. Um, it felt like a bit of a throwback to the earlier days of this show to me as well, because we used to do a lot of movies like this, and we seem to have fallen away from them, not intentionally. <laughs> yeah. We don't seem to do movies like this anymore, but this felt like a bit of a throwback to earlier days of Bottom of the Stream. Yeah. But we'll talk about it a lot more on Thursday. So if you want to listen to that, come back on Thursday, and we will talk to you about Hypnotic. And I think we've done a wave. We certainly have. Uh, yeah. Come back Thursday and uh, listen to us then. Absolutely. Cheers. Bye.